0: Back, Zeke, touchdown! Welcome into episode two of the Road to Six Radio Show, a show with an incredibly catchy intro song. Uh, by the way, we're on iTunes now, so be sure to subscribe for new episodes every week. Anyway, my name is Hayden. You can find me on Twitter at the Cowboys Star, and as always, I'm with my friend Adam. How are you doing, Adam?
1: Pretty good, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at DemBoys underscore news, and I apologize, but I'm a little under the weather today, but we're going to fight it out and get you some Cowboys news and let you know the inside scoop this year. I think we both
0: kind of lost our voice yelling uh, on Sunday during the Cowboys game uh, about that game. What are your thoughts about that game, Adam?
1: I honestly... I predicted the score at 24 to 21 thought it was going to be a close one inside the back of my head I was thinking the Bengals run defense is really good and that we weren't going to pull that one out but then as soon as the game started I mean Zeke was just on top of that Bengals defense running everywhere he pretty much took it took us down the field by himself and scored that touchdown and ever since that drive I was like all right we got a chance and this team is for real
0: yeah four carries 42 yards on the first drive Uh, Zeke like you said ran wild 134 yards two touchdowns averaged just under nine yards per carry and the Cowboys beat the Bengals 28 to 14 so I'm assuming you have Zeke as your player of the game
1: yes I would agree Zeke absolutely outplayed everyone on the Bengals defense and he certainly was the x-factor that allowed us to win 28 to 14
0: okay you got to give it to him also got to give the offensive line a shout out uh, performing great as always, and Dak Prescott eighteen for twenty four, two hundred and twenty seven yards, a passing touchdown, and an awesome rushing touchdown.
1: Yeah, Dak again continues to amaze. I mean, a lot of people are still still on that Romo train, and uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later. But you know, Dak really came to play another interceptionless game. I think he only needs another. Eight um, completions, I think it is, mm-hmm. to beat Tom Brady's rookie record of
0: Or most NFL record. He's already oh, got the rookie record. Right. The yeah.
1: yeah, uh, NFL record of most completions without an interception, which is absolutely insane for a fourth-round steal that we got.
0: Like you said, we'll discuss that later. And the play of the game, in my opinion, maybe not the most meaningful play in the game, but the, but the play that I highlighted is that play action that Dak scored on when he ran into the end zone. The whole defense
1: went towards Zeke. Yeah, we were really running that play action like really well. Even one time we ran a triple option play, which we looked like Navy out there. Yeah, I and mean, It the works. Ty- the type of plays that we were calling, I really liked it. I think Garrett actually put together a good game plan, which we haven't seen in the past. But <laughs> I think with uh, Dak's ability to run, we're able to run more read option plays like that, and it really opened it up. And even
0: Lucky Whitehead got a carry. He was, uh, he was in motion a lot. Uh, during the game, something I haven't noticed a lot until this week, but you look at the guys that are getting carries, there's Zeke, Alfred Morris, guys that would both start uh, pretty much anywhere else.
1: Yeah, and uh, my play of the game is definitely, I know it's going to sound a little cliche, but Zeke's 60-yard touchdown run, that just busted the game wide open and that pretty much, that got the the crowd completely in the game and really feeling like we had that one in the bag.
0: Looked reminiscent of the Ezekiel Elliott we watched in college. All right, let's go ahead and get to the injury updates on Romo, Dez, and Skandrick.
1: Yeah, so um, according to uh, ESPN, it's, uh Ed Warder, uh, Romo's back still has some swelling around his injury and making it a uh, November 6th, a likely return, which is week 9 versus Cleveland. Many sources are saying week 8, but according to Ed Warder, it is, uh, week 9 is more realistic of a return date.
0: Well, isn't week eight the bye week?
1: Week seven is week the, seven bye seven's week. the bye week. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought that too, but I, I looked that up. Week Week seven is the bye week. Week eight, we take on the or the Eagles, and then we play the Browns week nine. The
0: Browns. So uh, one quarterback's already returned versus the Browns, Tom Brady. We saw how he did. So when Romo comes back, if Romo comes back, that is, uh, is, we'll see. So what about Des Bryant? Got any news on him? Des Bryant. So. What I found, he's day-to-day, and the Cowboys are taking tons of precautionary measures with him, but I don't have any specifics. That's where you come in?
1: Yeah, um, the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said Tuesday that the team won't rush back Des Bryant with a knee injury. Um, they won't rush him back into action. Um, so... No one really knows. This is kind of like his injury last year. They mm-hmm. kind of He was questionable every week, and then it seemed like Saturday they always said, oh, he's just not going to play. So it could be this week. It could be week nine with Romo. We really have no way of telling at this time.
0: It kind of looks to me that the Cowboys are seeing how long they can go without Romo and Dez and still win, because the more rest they get, the better. Uh, another guy that's injured is Orlando Skandrick, and pretty much the only thing Jerry said about Skandrick is that he's doubtful. Uh, luckily rookie six rounder Anthony Brown from Purdue has proven to be a diamond in the rough as we as I said we got him in the sixth round. He's been great for Dallas.
1: I was just about to bring that up. He really has looked good and um, watching the big Ten a lot myself. I watched him in college and you know a little undersized, but mm-hmm. he really has played well this year and I'm very surprised that he's able to come into that starting lineup. I mean, no reason to rush Skandrick back either because Brown has certainly filled in that role.
0: And that's a nice luxury that the Cowboys haven't had in the past. Depth at every in, every position that's been uh, injured this year, really. O-line is a great example. Uh, Skandrick's out, and we have someone to fill in for him. And then Dak at quarterback.
1: Dak attack.
0: So that brings us into the possible quarterback controversy in Dallas. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Right now, as of right now, I am a Tony Romo guy. But Dak is slowly coming on behind. If we would somehow go into Green Bay this week and take down the Packers, get that revenge game, the Descotic game, Mm. that revenge game in Lambeau, you know, I think my mind would start to change and I might say that train is rolling currently and we got to stick with it. If if we're 7-1 when Romo comes back, how could you possibly take Dak Prescott out of that?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's going to even be a controversy if that happens. Uh, I found a cool stat nugget. Ten years ago, a guy by the name of Tony Romo had his first five starts of his career. And do you know what he started?
1: I'm going to say two and three. Is that a guess? Yeah, it's a guess.
0: Uh, He started four and one, just like Dak. Uh, Romo had ten touchdowns and three turnovers. Dak, seven touchdowns and one turnover. So that's a pretty interesting stat right there.
1: Yeah, also Roma out of that Division II school, Eastern Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a big step up. But, I mean, still, it's hard to compare the two. The game has changed. But um, one thing I don't want people to forget is the 2014 Tony Romo. That Tony Romo was absolutely insane. Had the best QBR of his um, career. And he threw for over 3,700 yards and had over 34 touchdowns. So you really can't forget that. In that season, he ran nine picks, and he got robbed at Green Bay, oh, as no. we all know. I Absolutely don't... robbed. That was the Cowboys' year.
0: I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, did you know that Sunday versus the Bengals was the first time all year that the Cowboys entered the red zone and didn't come away with points? It was the one where uh, Dak fumbled.
1: Oh, you're right. At that point, I was just like... I don't know, I was just so happy we pretty much won the game. I hadn't thought about that, but
0: And I'm gonna actually blame half of that on Terrence Williams. I don't know why he was trying to pick it up and run with it when he Everybody knows if there's a fumble, just dive on it. Just get the ball.
1: Exactly, but it's Terrence Williams and he decided he hadn't had his mess up yet, so it was (laughs) time. He had to use it. He had to to use use it. He had to get it in, so he tried to be the he tried to be that guy again and he ended up being that guy.
0: Kind of like the uh, the minutes for, for cell phone companies years ago. They're rollover minutes. Terrence Williams' turnovers aren't rollover turnovers, so he's got to use them.
1: Yeah, he's got to use them up. You can't use them the next game. you got to have at least one.
0: So switching gears here, uh, Ezekiel Elliott for Rookie of the Year, but could Zeke be in the running for the MVP?
1: You know, that's, that's a touchy subject, but I think he could. You know... He becomes the old, He's only the third rookie ever to reach three straight games of 130 plus rushing yards, which is absolutely insane. I think right now he's securing his spot as the rookie of the year, but I wouldn't go as far as MVP. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. But um, also another fun another fun fact is uh, the Cowboys are the first team in NFL history to have a rookie QB in Dak Prescott with over 100 or 1,000 plus passing yards, and a rookie running back, Ezekiel Elliott, with 500-plus rushing yards in the first five games. I thought that was an interesting stat.
0: That's incredible. And yeah, Zeke is leading the NFL by 500, or he's leading with 546 rushing yards. And it's really not even close, because the second-best rusher, a guy by the name of DeMarco Murray, who I won't say his name anymore, has 461 yards, and and he's in second, almost 100 yards behind Zeke.
1: Yeah, let's not forget, though, the first... First two games, Zeke had like eighty three, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the second game, but it was around there. But the last three games, he's had one hundred thirty eight, one hundred thirty nine, one hundred forty yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Not in that way.
0: I think it was actually. I don't know how many yards he had in the first game. You may be right. Um, it seems like Zeke gets up a lot and does his little first down celebration. It's probably probably because Zeke has more first downs than any other running back in the NFL. Which that stat sticks out to me.
1: Yeah um, he loves doing that celebration and I love watching it. I mean
0: yeah it means first down.
1: You gotta feed Zeke when he's when he's spoon feeding himself feed him he wants more carries and we might as well because when he does that he's usually getting 10 to 12 yard carries and then he might break a 60 yarder off like he did. I
0: even saw Dez over on the sideline saying feed Zeke too so it's good to have Des uh, backing up Zeke there uh, the rookie. Um, Another good side about Ezekiel Elliott is that he averages a touchdown per game, which is insane. Think about if he keeps that up. That's 16 touchdowns.
1: Yeah, for you fantasy owners out there right now, he's looking pretty good on the fantasy side. Uh, But 16 touchdowns for a running back is absolutely insane.
0: On pace for 1,747 yards this year. Uh, That'd be the top 20 best rushing seasons ever. And he's a rookie.
1: Yeah, if you can get over 1,000 yards like that, that is just crazy, especially as a rookie. I mean, I know we have our O-line, but if you watch a 60-yard run, yes, the O-line opened up a freeway for him to run through, but did you see him outrun that secondary? He outran former Cowboy Adam Pacman Jones, who is the Bengals punt returner. So that, to me in itself, is insane.
0: Yeah, I've got to give the O-line some love there. Best O-line in the league, and they're going to be tested uh, this Sunday. We'll talk about that later in the show. But did you see the headline, Greg Hardy is going to be an MMA fighter?
1: I did not. You were actually telling me that, about that just a few minutes before the show. So why don't you uh, tell us about that?
0: Well, here. I actually don't know a lot about uh, the MMA or anything about that. But basically, from what I read, is he's putting a hold on his football career. And he's going to debut as a heavyweight when he fights for the first time next year. So that's that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really... Uh... Doesn't really surprise me with his history. <laughs> I can, uh, I can definitely see that. I mean, he seems like a very aggressive person, and if you get him all hyped up before a fight, I would not want to be on the other side of that.
0: Yeah, Mr. Hardy's tenure with the Cowboys wasn't a wasn't a long one, but he was a Dallas Cowboy for a year. Um, so the defense, the Dallas defense, isn't that bad.
1: Yeah, who would have thought? I mean, the Cowboys defense—if you look at anything before the season they were saying 32nd in the nfl 30th in the nfl bottom five in every category including me yeah i was too but you know even with injuries luckily we have sean lee who i think is making a huge difference sean lee having him on the field that turns our defense from a bottom five defense in the nfl to a top 15 i would say
0: yeah i'd say around 15 is fair and, like you said, it has a lot to do with the fact that Sean Lee is staying healthy. And you got to give Coach Rod Marinelli the credit after all the bad talk he got.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got that question on Twitter. You really have to. You really have to give Rod Marinelli credit. He's done a good job with this young team, young defense. And uh, Mo
0: Claiborne, another guy you got to give credit after a rocky start to his NFL career. He's performing at a very high level.
1: Yeah, we finally seem to have that lockdown corner we can put on uh, the top uh, wide receiver that we're playing, which is really nice when you can have that.
0: Hopefully you can uh, lock down Jordy Nelson this Sunday. And, you know, the defense, I'll be honest, they aren't good, but they're good
1: enough. Exactly. If the offense can put up 28, 31, 35 points a game, then the defense should be able to hold them for under that, and we should be able to get the W. And
0: the way the offense is playing, keeping the ball, time of possession is is great this year so far. So if they can just keep doing what they're doing, the Cowboys have a, have a very bright future ahead of them.
1: All right. So now let's move on to our NFC East power rankings. What would uh, your ranking be?
0: All right, and last. The stupid New York Giants, of course. Um, I actually had trouble with the Redskins and Giants there. Redskins won the head-to-head, but the Giants, two of their losses did come against good teams. Uh, the Packers being one of them. So Giants 4, Redskins 3, Eagles 2, 3-1. and one. Uh, Can't really debate that one. And then obviously at the top, the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I had the same thing as that. You know, last week we put the Eagles above the Cowboys just because of that undefeated uh, record, but they struggled and actually lost to the Detroit Lions, who we know aren't very good. And I also struggled with that Redskins Giants uh, matchup, but, you know, I watched the Giants last night, did not look very good against the Green Bay Packers. Like
0: I said at the beginning of the season before the podcast, once people really figure out Carson Wentz and get some tape on him, He's not that good, and that proved, that's already proven to be
1: true. Dak Prescott has tons of tape on him by now. The last he's got four games of tape, five games of tape. And on him he played by now.
0: Division One football, and uh, Carson Wentz did not. So. Exactly,
1: you couldn't really take Wentz's college tape because it was against terrible competition. Prescott has tape against him. I was worried a little bit when they got tape on him, but he's five games in and still no picks.
0: All right, moving forward, let's go ahead and move into the NFL power rankings for this week. Uh, what are your top five?
1: You know, I'm not really a big fan on the Vikings. I do like their defense, but they are undefeated, so I am going to have to put them at number one. I am going to put the New England Patriots at number two. Now with Brady back, even though they have a loss, it's Brady, and they're going to get it done, probably 12-plus wins. Um, a lot of people are putting the Steelers at number three. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm actually going to go with the Atlanta Falcons at number three. I've watched them. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are really having good breakout seasons, also running with uh, Tevin Coleman and uh, Devontae Freeman, so I'm going to put them at number three. Number four, I am actually going to put, surprisingly, the Dallas Cowboys. Four and one, and uh, looking as good as ever. A defense that wasn't expected to do anything is now doing something. Um, and then at number five, I'm going to put the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though they had a terrible loss to the, um, Eagles, they still have Ben Roethlisberger and will eventually get it done and make the playoffs.
0: All right. So I'm going to start at number five at five. I have the Cowboys next opponent, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think just with their team, everything about them, it's hard to keep them out of the top five. They're three and one. Coming off a bye, they're going to be a a tough team to play for the Cowboys, Uh, and right below them at four is the Dallas Cowboys, just like Adam had, Uh, and for the exact same reason, so I don't need to explain there. At number three, I am one of the people he was talking about. I have the Steelers at number three. Yes, they got blown out by the, what was it, the Giants? Or the, uh, who beat them? No, the Eagles. The Eagles beat them. I knew it was an NFC East team. It was
1: like 34-3 or something. It
0: was ugly, but every team has a hiccup. It's going to happen. Um... I'll forgive him one time. If it happens again, I'm kicking him out. Um, And at number two, I have nobody because I have a tie at number one. The Patriots and the Vikings. Now, the Vikings have the better record, but the Patriots are the better team. So I really had trouble putting a one-two there because let's be honest, the Patriots would beat the Vikings, right? Yeah, at least I think so. with, I think so.
1: With Brady, definitely. I was just going off the undefeated. You know, yeah. If you're undefeated, you deserve to be number one. But if the Patriots had Brady, they would have won that. that exactly. Game and the Vikings, I just
0: don't think they have the firepower to keep up with New England. Um, Bradford's going to die out
1: eventually. Let's be honest. Oh poor it's Sam Bradford,
0: slinging Sammy, <laughs> uh, barely missing the cut for me. But you had them in is the Falcons. I put them at 6 because they started, what, 5-0 and o last year? Yeah. And that didn't go so well.
1: Yeah, I had the Packers at number 6. So we basically flipped. You had the Packers in. I had the uh, Falcons in different spots. But, you know, top 6,
0: it, who yeah. knows? <laughs> so we have very similar power rankings there. Um, we, we both stopped at 6, obviously. So let's go ahead and move forward. What to expect for the rest of the season for the Cowboys?
1: Yeah, so I have the remaining schedule up for us, and I'm actually going. we're actually going to go through and say if we think we're going to win and what we think our projected record is going to be. Sounds like a fun game. Let's do it. So we are 4-1 right now, and we're going up to Green Bay to take on the Packers next week. Win or loss? Um, oh, man, you put me on the spot here. You know, I'm
0: very biased, but I'm going to have to be real. I think it's going to be a loss playing at Lambeau. Uh, When's the last time we won in Lambeau? I don't even remember, so I'm gonna have to say this one's a loss.
1: You know, we're gonna do realistic power rankings, but for the worst. So hopefully they're better than this, but this is realistically for the worst. So I'm gonna have to take the loss on that one too, say four and two. Um, And then we have our week seven bye week. I think we'll beat them. Yeah, or at least not lose. Um, (laughs) uh, Week eight, we take on the Eagles at home. I'm going to take the win on that, definitely. I'm going to take the win on that as well. So that puts us at five and two. And then week nine, another bye. We take on the Browns. Sweet.
0: So six and two.
1: Six and two. And then uh, week ten at the Steelers.
0: At the Steelers. Ouch. I might be going to this game. Um. Oh boy. It's gonna be have one that I'm gonna to have to revisit because I don't really know how good the Steelers are yet. Uh, gave them the benefit of the doubt, even though they got blown out by the Eagles. But I'm going to have to say they're going to get it together by now, and that's going to be another uh, loss for Dallas.
1: You know, I'm going to say a win because we're most likely going to win either the Packers or the Steelers game. So, but Either. But we are thinking about the worst-case scenario, so we will take the loss there, so that will be 5-3. and three. Okay. And then the next week, week 11, we um, take on the Baltimore Ravens at home.
0: No, we're smacking them. That's not going to be close. Yeah,
1: they're uh, they have a good record, but have not played a single good team and are not good. Joe Flacco will get exposed by our terrible defense. What oh, they start?
0: They started what three and zero, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. They're not like, good.
1: It was like the Ravens, 49ers. They're not the Ra- the Browns. Browns, 49ers, like
0: yeah. the three worst teams. I yeah. hope they start three and zero.
1: So that is six and three, I believe. No.
0: Yeah. We've already lost one, and then we took a loss to the Packers and took a loss to the Steelers, so that would be at 6-3. and three.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, so um, next is the Redskins at home. Well, we smacked them at – well, we didn't smack them. We beat them at their place. We'll smack them at home.
0: I think we'll beat them at home. I don't know about smack, but I think we will take another win and uh, clean sweep the Redskins this year.
1: As long as they don't bring in Colt McCoy on us. Oh, no. Um, and then the next game is at the Vikings, Minnesota. Hmm.
0: That's going to be another one that I've got to I've got to revisit before it happens because I'm just not sold on the Vikings yet. I understand they're five and zero, but I guess I'll have to take the loss here.
1: But and I'm not I have, sold. I am noticing we have two straight Thursday night games.
0: Yeah, one's a Thanksgiving one.
1: Yes, but the um, I believe the Redskins one is the Thanksgiving one. Yes, the Redskins are is on Thanksgiving, and then the Vikings the next week. They turn around and play the next week on a Thursday. At Minnesota, that is a 7:25 Central time to kick. So, yeah, we're probably gonna. What's our What's our record right now? If we take a loss to that one, it would be eight and four, I believe. Eight and four. All right. All right. So Who's next? Eight and four with four games left. Uh, we take on the New York Giants at home.
0: Oh, that's a win. We're getting our revenge. Definitely.
1: No, not at home. At at New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So uh, that's nine and four. And then we're going to take on the Buccaneers at Cowboy
0: Stadium. Well, I watched the Buccaneers play on Monday Night Football, and that was kind of sad. So I hope we win that, and I think we will.
1: Yeah, that was pretty pathetic both by both teams. The Panthers with uh, Anderson as their quarterback was terrible. You can tell Cam Newton is literally the whole team. That
0: was a sorry excuse for a football game.
1: That was a terrible Monday night game. So we're definitely taking a win on that. That puts us at 10-4. and four. Woo! And then we have the Lions at home. Oh, man.
0: Um, I think that's obviously a win. And, and this is all if we stay healthy exactly. This is if
1: everything goes as planned Exactly but luckily if we have Romo Coming back with nine, play or not If Dak went down or if Romo went down We know we have 2 solid quarterbacks
0: Here's what I think and I probably should have said this When we were talking about the Romo-Dak controversy Here's what I think is going to happen If Dak keeps winning Then what they're going to tell us Isn't going to be the truth if, if Romo If Dak keeps winning they're just going to say Romo's not ready to return yet until Dak slips up, if he does. So if it's week nine, and like you said, the Cowboys have still only lost one game, they're going to say, uh, something happened, Romo's going to be hurt for another week. And I think they're just going to keep pushing it back. This is just my take on it. And we're never really going to get a Romo taking over, or a, a Dak taking the position.
1: Yeah, I agree uh, 100%. Um, then the last week is at Philadelphia. We took the first one at home, so I'm probably going to yeah. just say we split it with them. And that would put our record at 11 and 5, but that is basically saying that we lose every single big game on there. So I'm going to I'm going to say 12 and 4.
0: Yeah, 11 and 5 is what we just came up with, but I said 11 or I said 12 and 4 earlier this week. I think I tweeted it. Um, and I'm going to stick with that.
1: I agree. I think twelve and four is definitely the number in the injury. <laughs> that would
0: yeah. That would definitely put us in the playoffs. Uh seventy-six percent of teams that start four and one make the playoffs. That's I think it's a hundred and five teams out of one hundred and thirty-eight teams that did start four and one made the playoffs. So we've got pretty good odds.
1: Yeah, odds are definitely in our favor.
0: Yeah, beginning of the year I actually said uh if Dak just gets the team to three and three and Romo comes back, then we'll go ten and six as a team. Um. So with that logic, that's going to put us at twelve and four.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I said that same thing last year with uh, Whedon and Castle. I was like, oh, <laughs> if we can win half the games while we're almost gone, well, if we could have won one game while we're almost gone, that would have been great. But just didn't happen. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really high on Dak Prescott per se, but. He's proven he's proven me wrong, and I definitely believe in him now.
0: Whedon and Castle couldn't even check down. They couldn't do the simple
1: things. It was it was sad to watch. It was it was a very sad football season. A very good team besides the quarterback position and obviously the defense. <laughs> so
0: previewing for this Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Um, this is going to be the Cowboys' biggest test yet. If they win this one. They're definitely uh, one of the top NFL teams in the league and should scare everybody else, quite frankly. Uh, what's your thoughts on that?
1: You know, I'm actually going to call it. I think Des Bryant is going to convince the coaching staff and Jerry Jones to play. He wants his revenge game. He's going to have a touchdown at over 100 yards received in his Des-caught-it return. And the Cowboys are going to win in a 31-28 to shootout. Wow,
0: that's a bold prediction there about Des Bryant. Um, Aaron Rodgers in the second half this year is a bad quarterback. He's he's not average. He's not bad, or he's not decent, but he's bad. Um, He's not the same quarterback he was three years ago. Cowboys' number one rushing attack in the NFL goes up against the number one rushing defense in the NFL. The Green Bay defense averages giving up just 42 yards per game, and they've only given up 171 yards this year on the ground um the cowboys have lost five straight to the packers dating back uh eight years to 2008 so my prediction i'm sorry cowboys nation but i'm gonna take the loss here cowboys 20 packers 26
1: that's a fair prediction I've talked about it too I thought the loss But you know The more I thought about it Cowboys are looking strong Packers didn't look that great Against the Giants last night So that's why I'm We're thinking.
0: in Lambo, though man It's true We have definitely
1: struggled Trust me
0: I want us to win I, I want it with everything In my heart For the Cowboys To, to come out with this one um, I think you said Last show The goal is to win One of the two, next two Against the Bengals And Packers We've already won the one I just I have a hard time Believing that we're Going to win two I have a hard time, too, but, you know, I'm just... You're just rolling with I, it. I'm rolling with the three... Your cowboy fandom is getting the best of you. It is, definitely. Not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, last year, it was a bad thing, because my expectations would get up, even with Brandon Whedon and Matt Castle, and every time they'd get let down. But that was last year. Right.
1: So... Um, Let's hope uh, Hayden is wrong here. And Let's hope I'm wrong, too. The Cowboys go out there. I don't care what the score is. If the Cowboys get the win, that's all I care about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought last week was going to be close, and, well, it wasn't. Um, so I hope I'm wrong this week, too. Any uh, final statements before we wrap this thing up, Adam?
1: No, not really. I'm just hoping for a Cowboys win. hope they uh, show up in Green Bay, maybe Des Bryant return. Prescott keeps it going, and Zeke. Zeke keeps it rolling on the ground with a little uh, mix-in of Alfred Morris.
0: All right, that's going to do it for us, uh, the Road to Six radio show, now available on iTunes. Uh, Thanks for listening. Go Cowboys.